Broadcasting live from our new state-of-the-art studio in downtown Chicago, it's Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Hey guys, we are back. Talk soccer to me with your hosts, Bella and Chris. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing all right. How about you? I'm good, especially after that beautiful chant for Ox Chamberlain. Yeah, he deserves it. Definitely. What a beautiful, beautiful game. Absolutely. Uh, just a wonderful performance from him. Two stunning goals. Just, wow, two minutes into the game. And then again, just amazing. But today we will be talking a lot of soccer to you. A lot has gone on this week. Just too much to actually cover within our time. And speaking of that, we will cut our time a little short today uh, at 2.45 due to our women's team. They will be taking on Georgetown at Wish Field today. Oh, boy. The so Hoyas. Right. The Hoyas. So if you guys cannot show up to Wishfield, which I urge you to, but if you absolutely cannot, then listen to our broadcast live. That is why we will be stopping our show a little early. But stay tuned later. We will talk um, Bundesliga, Champions League, and Europa League, and Chris's lower league news as well. But we will start off right now with some Prem, as usual. As per. Um, Yeah, it was an exciting weekend across the pond, wasn't it? Definitely. Obviously, coming back from an international break, um, our highly anticipated matches, Liverpool, Man United. I didn't really know what to think going into this one. Um, kind of two teams going in different directions, yeah. but it was an interesting game. What do you think? I wasn't happy with that game, watching it, and you know, because you got texts from me explaining that I just thought that Liverpool, their performance... It wasn't as pleasing as it usually is, and I don't know what it is about Old Trafford that just brings this, like, eeriness over Liverpool players. Like, they just start bottling up. But it's at least, you know, and something that was said by uh, Henderson after the game in a post-game interview was was really awesome. He said, um, basically, if you can't win, then don't lose. So at least it wasn't a loss. And, yeah, the streak, the winning streak, you know, it, it... it got cut off, but at least it wasn't a loss. I mean, I think Jurgen Klopp said in the post-match interview that he really didn't care about the winning streak. Yeah. And the players don't care about the winning streak. And I think things like that are oftentimes pushed and promoted by the media. Yeah. And Liverpool's still in first. They still top the table. Um, Jurgen Klopp himself expressed disappointment at their performance. But... It's it that game. What I thought was really interesting was that, of all people, I mean, I didn't expect it, and this is nothing against him, but I didn't expect Adam Lallana to yeah, be the I'd one to, to come come through clutch with that that nice goal. Just you know, chipped it in. It was it was and nice, he, and he looked very good. Otherwise, he was he did. all over the place. Making he did passes, plays on the ball, and he was right there to finish it. Um, he was, and it, that's why at completely first completely onside. Yeah, and. I mean, if we're going to talk about offside, onside, there was obviously a VAR element to this game. Um, that was uh, very disappointing. And just to talk about that real quick, the ref, his decisions were very disappointing because there were a lot of things that Man U was doing that he never called, never once. But when Liverpool did something similar, sometimes even less less harsh, maybe sometimes a little more, but he would call against Liverpool, but he wouldn't call against Man U as much. And that was really disappointing. The ref made the only call that I agreed with him 
completely was the Mane handball. That was clearly a handball. Well, I I want to talk about the Mane handball because I think that's a flaw of VAR. Um, you know, previously mm-hmm. without VAR, likely that handball wouldn't have affected play, and it was fairly, very clearly unintentional for Mane, mm-hmm. brushed off of his hand as he was actually trying to avoid the ball hitting his hand, if you look at the video. Um, mostly settles it down with his with his feet, and then I believe that uh, the Man United defender had a handball of his own after the ball yeah. brushed off of Mane. So I think... I think when a handball is unintentional like that, um, of course, and this is something that happens a lot, Chris. But but it was a clear handball. That was one one thing. I mean, it is what it is, you know. And and speaking of handballs, maybe we could also discuss Dele's. Yeah, right. Because That's because one. Dele, that one also. I think I think Mane's was way more obvious. Definitely handball, but Dele's, in my opinion, I agreed with the goal, you know, standing as as is because it's tricky. It could go both ways if you really, really, really want to be so nitpicky to see as though, you know, the ball did go a little bit lower on the shoulder, starts connecting down to, like, the arm area, but not really, you know. It, it's still in the shoulder chest area, just a little more on the lower shoulder. So, to me, I was very, I was happy with the call that it, stand, that it stood because Dele had a nice game. I just think we need consistency with VAR. Uh, you know, VAR, if it was supposed to introduce this new era in officiating that was completely neutral, um, completely objective, so far from what we've seen this season, this hasn't been able to do that. Now, I agree. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think the foul on Origi yeah. that Man United scored on. yeah. I think that it was not probably not heinous enough, let's say, to warrant um, calling back an entire goal. So that was fine. But again, without VAR, that play may have been allowed to continue. So we need consistency in the calls that are being made and what constitutes each each uh, you know moment. I think Jurgen Klopp talked about this in his press conference mm-hmm. um, that there's no consistency, and I think you know no matter what team you're rooting for, it's very hard to tell which call is going to go which way. And I, I, to me, it seems like that's the opposite of why VAR was introduced in the first place. No, that's very true. A lot of a lot of issues have been going on lately with the VAR, but. I, I do the, the Mane one just to conclude that I it was clearly on his hand. So something like that, it wasn't as vague as Dele's where it could go, you know, either way. Um, but what what do you think about the Arsenal loss? I mean, that's kind of shocking. Sheffield. Yeah, it's a bit shocking. They're in third, and it kind of seems like to me, it kind of seemed like the weakest third place team I'd ever seen because yeah. it, they haven't had a very good season. They've had some disappointing. Uh, results and Sheffield, I have to say, exposed them. Um, you know, they didn't look good. You go away to, I mean, anytime you're going up against a newly promoted side away from home, 
their fans are going to be into it, and especially against a, a big team like Arsenal. You know, think of the contrast and approaches to this game. For Arsenal, it's a Monday right. night in Sheffield, right. just another game. For Sheffield United, it's Arsenal's coming in in the Premier League. They're going to give it their all, and they did, and Arsenal faced the consequences. They really did, and what, what changes do you think Arsenal needs to make to, to basically avoid these issues? I don't know. I, they have a lot of talent, clearly. But just over the past, not only this season, but past few seasons, they've just they've just seemed so uninspired, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and just flat. They're just like they're just playing just to play. Uh, kind of a directionless yeah. club right now. I don't know where Emery fits into all of this. Obviously, for so long, the conversation was about Wenger out. Mm-hmm. Finally got him out. And um, I'm not seeing much to indicate it's any different now. No, you're you're totally right. It's it's interesting to see the standings now and the way it is. I mean, obviously Liverpool is at top with 25 points. Man City following at 19. Leicester in third with yeah, 17. Yeah, they're sticking around. So nice to actually see that. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I it's it's enjoyable. And then in fourth is Chelsea with 17 as well. And then Arsenal in fifth with 15. So Arsenal... Palace are sixth, right? Yes, Palace are sixth, Tottenham at seven, and then Burnley following Sheffield down in ninth, and then Burnmouth, West Ham. Sheffield in ninth. Yeah, and Man United is at a low of 14. 14. Yeah, 14th right now. Everton, 15. This Liverpool show is very upset to see that. Yeah, and unfortunately Watford all the way in... (laughs) At yeah. the bottom of the of the tough times table. at Vicarage Road. Yeah, and Norwich right above Watford. Oh, the poor so canaries. I really want to see Norwich go forward. I, I love I'm Todd a big Pookie Cantwell. Fan. I'm a Cantwell fan. Okay. I there that's a rising star right there. Mm-hmm. He's young. He's he has potential, and he's gonna grow. And you heard it here. He's they need a he's better sponsor. Some good stuff. That's I mean that's just embarrassing. <laughs> Their sleeve sponsor is uh, Everton have Angry Birds, which isn't great, but. <laughs> <laughs> Norwich City have, and I, I guess it's a mobile app called Best Fiends as their sleep Best sponsor. Best Fiends, it's that's like, just great. That is like their clubs, one of their flagship sponsors. A bit embarrassing. Uh, I say, no wonder you're in 19th. Listen, I'm not appreciating that. I mean, I want Norwich ridicule. to do well. I like them as a club, but <laughs> they're not doing themselves any favors. No, they definitely are not. And with that, what did you think of? Basically, what did you think of their performances this weekend? Who? Uh, the bottom team. Canaries? So, like, yeah. Norwich, Watford. I mean, they're not doing enough. These aren't teams I picked to be relegated at the beginning of the season. I think I picked Southampton. You know, I don't think we ever did a table prediction no, on this show. No, we didn't. But I think I had Southampton. Uh... Sheffield, I want to say, mm-hmm. and one other team that I'm forgetting right now. Mm-hmm. But I don't think any of those predictions have panned out, as usual, with my predictions. Um, I mean, yeah, disappointing. I, I, Brighton as well. I think I picked Brighton to go down. So, so you're not far off. I mean, those teams are all, you know, in the bottom right now. Besides Sheffield, they're... Yeah, Sheffield's good for them. Higher up. Good for Sheffield. Happy happy days for now at Bramall Lane. Yeah. Um, 
it should be interesting. And then what are your thoughts before we move on from Premier League? What the the highlight of the weekend, Liverpool and Spurs on Sunday. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one again. It really kind will. of like last week, two t- two teams going in different directions. Spurs have kind of been in turmoil at the beginning of the season. Yeah. With their performance in the Premier League and then that loss at home to Bayern. But their win against uh, Red Star. That was really good. I mean, it was a statement. Yeah. So will that propel them uh, with that much more confidence this weekend? I feel like it will. I think it will. Yeah, it's going to be, I think, a very close game. I don't think... I mean, I know Liverpool is not approaching this as an easy game as they should. Of course they won't. This is a team you played in the Champions League final last year. I I guess it's the... You first, can't undermine it. It's going to be so interesting. It's the first and fun. rematch right. of the, that Champions League final. So Spurs are going to want some redemption. And it's hard watching these teams just on a personal level. Watching, um, watching Liverpool play these teams. When, like for example, when we were talking about Man U and that stunning Rashford goal, I couldn't even be mad when he scored. I was cheering. I was, like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm cheering for the wrong team right now. But it was such a I wasn't beautiful. Cheering, I was. It was, I, a, it was because a I talented goal. It was a great goal, and Rashford is a talented young player, and I have, you know, I've followed him and loved him, you know, as as this young player for England, and I appreciate all the good that he does on the field, and I think that was one of his, if not best game for Man U, for the club. Just the way he was on the field, he was dominating. He was doing good. He, you, when you were watching the game, you were paying attention to what Rashford was doing, and then... Another thing that I it ties into is back to what we were talking about, Liverpool and Spurs. So it's going to be the same thing this weekend watching because when I watch Harry Kane, an amazing player like him, and then watching Son and then watching Dele, who I love as well, it's going to be really interesting to see what these guys are going to bring I mean, to the pitch. The last two times they played, you had the Champions League final, which I think Spurs were very close to equalizing at many points. Mm-hmm. And then you had the last game they played in the Premier League, if you remember. It was that bizarre mistake from... It wasn't an own goal from Toby Alderfield. I can't remember. Alderfield. I don't know how you pronounce it exactly, but the point is Liverpool have beaten Spurs the last two times they've mm-hmm. played, but by the skin of their teeth. Mm-hmm. and the Spurs will be motivated. Liverpool will be tired. Mm-hmm. I mean, Spurs also played a Champions game, Champions League game midweek. But um, I don't know. I think it's going to be a tough one. It definitely will be. Um, with that, let's move forward to La Liga, and then afterwards we will take a quick break uh, before we move on to the other, for those of you that are just tuning in, f- when we move on to Champions League, the most exciting uh, it's going to be really interesting when we yeah. talk about those games. And also Europa League and Chris's lower league news. So now let's Europa go into Europa League La games, Liga. I will say, that just ended minutes ago. Yes, Roma Anyways. was playing. Yes. Anyways, La Liga. Yes. So what do you have to say about La Liga right now? Anything in particular? Well, I think this development of Atletico and Villarreal, mm-hmm. um, the fact that they'll be playing a La Liga regular season match in Miami. Yeah, and this was Sets, something... What were you going to say? This was something that started, like, last year that was really being, like, it was going into speculation through FIFA about starting a couple of 
in-season matches mm-hmm. in the United States, and players were infuriated in Spain about it. They're like, we don't want to do it. A lot of them. Right. So it'll be interesting to see how now certain players are, are down for it to do it in Miami. It, it sets a, in my opinion, dangerous precedent. Because once, once you cross the line of not playing league matches in the home nation, um, then the the possibilities are, are pretty much limitless. And yeah, given the widespread nature of the game today, will we see games in China, or will we see games in the in the Middle East or yeah? Elsewhere across North America, you know, all places that these these clubs have gone on many preseason friendlies. I mean, we know being here in the U.S. every summer, it's a parade of European clubs exactly. come through the cities and play games. I, I think there was a quote from Liverpool's uh, CEO, and he said, the American fans, you know, it's nice to see preseason games, but I think they'd much rather see a regular season league match and but there are also chris like i do see certain disadvantages to it oh you know, no I'm, I, I'm opposed to it me entirely. too because and and this is something uh actually that i spoke about last year when it was happening it, it's not something i i think is a good idea these these athletes already have a crazy packed schedule they're doing so many different different league stuff, different tournament stuff, national stuff simultaneously. So to I mean, just get them on another flying, plane, exactly, yeah. on another plane to the U.S. to play, like that is, it's not, it's asking for some trouble for the athlete's health. They're going to be fatigued. They're, they're not going to feel, it's just a foreign ground for them. So the fact that someone's going to be playing a home game, quote unquote, in a foreign country. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I fear the day we see Liverpool Man United at Dallas Cowboys Stadium. A lot of people, their rebuttal to this, as you're talking about, you just brought up Dallas Cowboys. The NFL does this. You guys saw, you know, That's as true. everyone saw, the Bears played in London. It was, what, two, two three weeks ago already. Uh, weeks have gone by since then. But they do these, you know, these exhibition, whatever, these games, and it's in season. So this is a lot of people's rebuttals to, but, to it. I mean, to that point... The NFL plays one game a exactly. week. Exactly. And they schedule the London games in a way that, you know, the NFL mm-hmm. has the advantage of the bye too. week. Right. So whenever a team plays overseas, there's a bye week on either side. Right. Always. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, not only would you have players. And these ba- these football players are not playing for so many different tournaments simultaneously. As we yeah. just mentioned, well, they're just playing in the NFL. Whereas, you know, La Liga, these players on Real Madrid or Barcelona, they're playing in La Liga. They're playing in in Champions League. They're playing in so many different and things. And on their national teams. And, and when they national, play on their national teams, right. players, I know a lot of South American players have to fly from Europe to yep. um, North America, or South America. Right for a week and then come right back and not to mention the the jet lag that would bring and they have families who they already rarely see so just add this on top of it i'm sorry but i I agree with athletes this isn't this isn't a great idea i think more than anything i mean this to me chris i'm sorry it's not 
it they're they're trying to pitch it. It's FIFA's way of pitching it as oh, this is a way to expand soccer globally in the U.S. You know, expand uh, fans. But no, this isn't what you're trying to do. It's just to make more money oh, because it's... those fans that are gonna want to tune into soccer, they're they're able to do that if they if they really want to. Look at us. We're in the U.S., but we're not missing out on anything. And like we said, those people that want to experience those games are experiencing experiencing them in the summer during those you know those preseason matches yeah it's just greed gone mad it again is. in the sport and i fear that it's just a matter of time until we see uh the Your european ex- super league playing matches in dubai one week Houston the next. (laughs) Exactly. You're you're expanding these athletes so far as to like they're just gonna they're gonna wanna break down at at a certain point. Like you're demanding too much of one athlete, you know, there there's there's too much going on and it's just not fair. So I I'm not looking forward to, to that happening if it does happen because then you know, it's going to be seen as this huge thing and they're gonna wanna get the other leagues in on it and it's gonna be just everything's going to be all over the place. Yeah, I certainly I certainly hope the Premier League doesn't follow that lead. There was a proposal to add a game to the schedule and do it internationally. Mm-hmm. Uh, they canceled that, and I hope it stays that way. We'll have to just see. Only time can tell. So, anyways, with that, La Liga, any other news before we move on to our break? Um. What does the La Liga table look like right now? The table is pretty interesting. Uh, Barcelona up top with 19 points. Real Madrid at 18 points. So Real dropped. They were the reigning um, top team of the of the table, but that's not happening anymore. Granada in third with 17 points. Real Sociedad at 16. Atletico at six at you know 16 points as well in fifth. And then Sevilla with 16 points in sixth place. Villarreal to follow, Bilbao, Getafe, Valencia, Levante. I can keep going. Leganes is at the bottom at 20th place. I mean, sounds to me like a pretty typical uh, early season La Liga table. What you'd expect. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, seeing Granada, though, up there. Yeah, some new challengers working their way into the top four. Let's see how it stays, though. You know, it's always moving. But the usual suspects are in their usual (laughs) places. The usual suspects. I like that. Uh, Yeah, so we're going to take a quick break now. Um, We will be back to talk more to you guys. We're going to talk Serie A and Champions League and much more. So stay tuned.
He's deep. He can turn and finish. Back on the score sheet, Romelu Lukaku. He's been threatening to do that all afternoon. Afforded too much space to take in and turn and finish. And Inter's front two have done the damage. Lautaro with the opener, Lukaku with the second. And that, you guys, what you were just listening to was one of Lukaku's great goals in Sassuolo and Inter from this weekend. It was a great game. And with that, we will be talking about Serie A now. We are back. What you got, Chris? Yeah. Well, in this game, I mean, obviously some exciting things happening mm-hmm. um, game-wise, but a man <laughs> landed on the pitch, <laughs> and uh, I don't really know why. But, uh, in a parachute. <laughs> Yes, a man landed. I think he was skydiving. Really? He was skydiving, and he he happened to land. I mean, if you're skydiving... I'll provide some video background as he talks about this. Hear the very uh, distressed fans. And they cheer for him. And he just landed. Woo, what a smooth landing. But, I mean, I guess you're skydiving in the... In a crowded urban area, <laughs> there's a big patch of grass. Like yeah. it's a, a pretty safe place to go. I think right. he's probably escorted off. I don't know if he she was goes charged, guarda, which means watch in Italian. All right. Well, now he's there. I mean, that's exciting. So, yeah, good for him. All the yeah, best wishes to to the Sassuolo uh, parachuter <laughs> if he's listening out there. Yeah, if you're uh, listening. Arrivederci. Ooh, I like that. Nice Speaking job, Chris. Some yeah. Italian on, on the show. Um, that's about the most exciting news I have from Syria. Yeah, same. Juve and Inter just separated by just a point. You noted, so it's it's pretty interesting. Um, not much noteworthy going on in Syria, yeah. in our opinion. So we're just gonna move on. Uh, Bundesliga. Yeah, what you Bundesliga, got? Bundesliga. There is some. It is an interesting league right now, mainly because. Borussia Mönchengladbach mm-hmm. leads, followed by Wolfsburg, um, same as last week. And this comes even after a Mönchengladbach loss at Dortmund 1-0. That, that was a exciting game. I watched some of that. But Mönchengladbach kind of had a test away at Dortmund, and they lost. Um, this provided an opportunity for Wolfsburg or Bayern to potentially jump into the lead, and they both drew. Wolfsburg... In Leipzig, and then Bayern in that in the uh, Bavarian derby, mm-hmm. they they drew to rivals Augsburg, who mm-hmm. are kind of like kind of a, to put this in baseball terms, uh, Bavaria is a state in Germany, mm-hmm. and two clubs in the Bundesliga in that state, Bayern and Augsburg. Augsburg are kind of like the Mets of Bavaria. They they're the little brother team, and to hold their own against Bayern Munich <laughs> at home, yeah. you know, good for them. Definitely. Um, the official Bundesliga club of the show, Union Berlin, are back and up out of the relegation yes. zone. They beat Freiburg at home uh, last weekend, two nil. So good for them. They're in fourteenth, and they are. At the moment, safe from relegation. Yeah, that should be interesting. Do you yeah. have anything else with Bundesliga? No, just, uh, you know, keep an eye on Bundesliga because the top of the table is a scramble, and Union Berlin are involved in a scramble at the bottom. So 
Yes. Bundesliga is a scramble. That's the take-home message of the day. Definitely. And then with that, then I believe it is time for... Oh, boy. It's that time of the show. We'll just let it tune in a little before we get in so we can get everyone into the mood. (laughs) This is the only way to do it. Like doing the whole uh, conductor movements out here in these top soccer teams. Well, and with that, what an quite, intro! It was quite the week in the it really was. League. What a week! Uh, let, let's start with Ajax and Chelsea. A late winner from Chelsea. What did you think of that that game? Yeah, I mean Chelsea, uh, good re- good result for them mm-hmm. to win in Amsterdam um, in a season where not many are giving them a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good result for them for sure. Definitely, and Inter defeats Dortmund. Slavia Prague puts up a good fight. What do you have to say yeah. about that? I was hoping Slavia could pull it out at home, and they equalized before halftime. It was one one for for a while. Yeah. Um, but Barca ultimately got the job done in Prague. Uh, City just mauled Atalanta. Oh, yeah. Atalanta led early wow. on, but City won 5 1. Pretty handling win. As we mentioned before, Tottenham absolutely destroyed Red Star mm-hmm. Belgrade um, in North London 5 0. Mm-hmm. So a statement result from them. That will, I mean, those are their first, it's their first win in the group so far. So something to grasp on for that, yeah. too, for them. And as we mentioned earlier with Gink and Liverpool, we'll just mention it once again if you guys weren't uh, listening at that point, but a great performance by Ox. Yeah. W- what a guy. Yeah, you put him in, I've wondered for a long time, I mean, I know he was injured last season, but... Mm-hmm. I've wondered for a long time now why they haven't been playing him as much as they mm-hmm. have. Yeah. And look what happens. You put him exactly. in, scores in the second two minute. Two minutes later, right. Scores two goals. Definitely the man of the match. Oh, yeah, for sure. No in, doubt uh, about it. But a, speaking of man, men of the match, to me, I mean, the man of, of this week's Champions League fixtures was definitely Mbappe. I mean, this guy, this kid is a god. Like... Mbappe brought in, he was brought in in the, in the 52nd minute, right? So second half against Club Bruges, 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 there we go. He gets an assist and then he scores his first career Champions League hat trick. Just casually. Just literally, as you just said, casually. And then he breaks the record being the youngest player. It was currently, it was formerly uh, Messi's record but now he broke it and became the youngest player at 20 years old in 300 302 days to score 15 goals in the champions league like this is ridiculous this guy is just yeah, i'm at a loss of words he's unbelievable for him. i mean he's younger than me which is very upsetting he's yeah he's younger than both of us so he's yeah. This kid, and I don't even feel like i mean it's appropriate to call him a kid because he plays like Wow, I I have no words for it. He is ridiculous. So he's going places. 
well, he's going places. <laughs> is that place Liverpool this summer? Oh my gosh! Imagine that. That's the that's the rumor. Imagine that's the out there rumor that he and LeBron and the Nike oh, kit yeah. deal and everything that comes with that. Oh yeah. Would be absolute scenes. Definitely, it's it's really interesting. I think that that game just in general was ridiculously just played. I mean, yeah, it was against Club Bruges, but the the fact that he did that League. in the second half, all in one half, assist and three goals, just I'm speechless. I'm speechless. Yeah. So Mbappe never fails to to just completely put us in in, in awe at That's, his performances. That's the Champions League. Shall we move on to the European competition, more suited oh, yeah. for Man United? Oh, yeah, and then right after we the will cover The kiddie pool of teams. European competition. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Europa League. Um, Wolves, after their, I'm not going to say stunning, but impressive season last year, last year in the Premier League, of mm-hmm. course, qualified for the Europa League. Fought through the qualifiers um, and are now in the group stage. And just today, beat Slovan Bratislava with a red card. Mm. So they're now second in their group um, with three matches played. So Wolves are uh, looking pretty... Like they have a pretty good chance to advance to the knockout stages. Uh, Man United... Beat Partizan one mm-hmm. nil. Arsenal host Vitoria Guimarães mm-hmm. and Celtic Lazio, which is going to be an extremely politically charged <laughs> match. Um, hide your kids for that one. Hide your kids for and that one. And Rangers Porto. And I will mention while we're talking about Scottish clubs, mm-hmm. Scottish Premiership is tied. Oh. So for maybe the first time in a long time, we're going to have a competitive Scottish premiership between the two bitter, bitter rivals of Celtic and Rangers. Stay tuned for that. But mm. now let's move on to your lower league news. What you got? Oh boy, the lower leagues. Well, the lower leagues never cease. <laughs> the championship plays a ridiculous amount of games in a season. They played two games since we last had a show. Wow. Two rounds of matches. Wow. Um, West Brom and Leeds both won this weekend and then drew on Tuesday, including West Brom drew at home to last place Barnsley. So you really never know what's going to happen in the championship. Yeah. It's uh, a league with a lot of parity, but right now West Brom and Leeds are first and second respectively, um, followed by Bristol City, QPR, which I'm happy to say. I'm kind of like QPR. Mm -hmm. Sheffield Wednesday in third, by the way. Mm. Um, And then Preston North End in sixth. So, you know, the championship is always so crazy. I'm sure it will change week by week. But that's our update. Charlton Athletic, by the way, remember? Yeah. We were talking about them. I think they led at one point. We're very excited about Charlton here in the show. And now what? They have since dropped to... 14th, I believe, in the championship. Oh. They're struggling. And uh, I guess that was short-lived. But good for QPR. Maybe some some uh, exciting times coming to Shepherd's Bush, which yeah. is the 
section of London to keep PR playing. Um, there's a new leader in League One in Peterborough United. So congratulations to Peterborough. Um, and then this I'm very excited to report. The show's favorite League One side, <laughs> Bolton Wanderers. Oh, yes. Who, they weren't on the verge of bankruptcy last year. I mean, they were bankrupt. Yeah. They picked up their first win this Yay! past weekend. Their first win of the season, they win at Bristol Rovers, and they are now up to negative five points. Wow, go Bolton Wanderers. So what an good upgrade. For them. Hopefully, <laughs> they're paying their staff now. Hopefully, oh, yeah, let's hope. Hopefully the the uh, cooks and the you know secretaries at the club are not having to go to um, go on on benefits just to get by because yeah. that was the case yeah. last last spring. Oh yikes! Turbulent yeah. times for Bolton, but they pick up a win. Hopefully that'll lift their spirits. They've been on a a good run lately. For sure. And speaking of pick up a win, let's hope our women pick up a win today at Wishfield at home. I'm going to do this little shout out before we wrap up and finish for the day. The women's soccer game today will be against Georgetown, the Georgetown Hoyas. So let's hope they get that dub. Hopefully they're inspired by Bolton Wanderers. Oh, yes. The, the, (laughs) The show's official lower league team. But... Yeah, we, we are really excited for all the other matches that are happening this weekend, um, especially Liverpool and, and Spurs. It's going to be a hot game. It definitely will be. So tune in. We are going to wrap up now for the show. Be sure to tune in on Radio DePaul Sports to the women DePaul women's game. And if not, just go to the game. Watch them at yeah, Wishfield. It's a beautiful, it's beautiful autumn day. It really is. Go support what, what the women. What better are you going to do? Nothing better. Watch the Europa than League, them. maybe. If you're an Arsenal fan, you're used to watching the Europa League, I guess. <laughs> or you could just do, you know, go with a better option and go watch our women play. Yeah, so that's a better move. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. Tune in with us next week, same time, two to three p.m. on Thursday. We will be back with more soccer news with you. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Adios. Adios.